Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, December 7th. This is known as Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. We have been told to never forget. I mentioned on the morning show this morning, we were told to remember the Alamo. You remember that? (laughs) We are told to remember Pearl Harbor. And we were told to never forget 9-11. Our nation has been attacked. Our nation has been wrongfully attacked in the past. And we need to remember we've got an enemy. We've got enemies, enemies, not just foreign countries. I'm talking about the devil. We've got the devil as an enemy not just of the United States, of anything that's right. He hates all mankind, but particularly those that are trying to do right. And I believe we need to be praying like we've never prayed. We're living in the last days. The devil is working hard because he knows his time is short. I don't doubt that. And we see a lot of things going on around us. Some of it, matter of fact, a lot of it is disappointing. You get disappointed in people. You get discouraged at the way things are going. But I'm glad we've still got the avenue of prayer. Amen and amen. I've got a couple of songs queued up about that very thing, about prayer. And then the message that we began on Monday, we're going to continue it through today, actually through this entire week. And so I hope you'll stay tuned for that. And I also hope that you're gathering in tonight or planning to gather in tonight for midweek prayer service. I love Sunday morning. I love Sunday night. But I'm going to tell you, I really love midweek prayer service. I believe it may be one of the most important services we have. Amen. Maybe the most important service we have if we really unite in prayer. Amen. He talked about us agreeing, is touching anything. I realize it's got to be in the will of God. We don't have God over a barrel. But I do believe God's people need to unite in prayer. And if you can't find somebody to unite with, then go alone. Get in that closet alone and call on God. He's able to hear. Amen. All right. Well, do pray for the Tom Back family as he passed away yesterday. Pray for that family. And here's these two good songs that I trust will be a blessing to you. Then the message from the Word of God. All right. It is time to look into the Scripture. We are using two verses of Scripture from two different locations for our message today. We're going to be looking in Acts chapter number 5 and Judges chapter number 5. One verse from Acts chapter 5, verse number 39, and then Judges chapter 5, we're going to be looking at the first eight verses and zeroing in on one verse there in Judges chapter number 5. And so on today's broadcast, we're continuing the message that we began earlier this week that I've entitled, When We Are Found to Fight Against God. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you got your Bible, turn to Judges chapter number 5 and Acts chapter number 5. And we'll read one verse in both places. I'll read first in Acts chapter number 5. So hold your place in Judges 5. Judges is really where I'm going to preach from. I want to take one verse in Acts chapter 5, verse number 39. You know the text is found uh, in the, the trial as the uh, the apostles have been brought before them. The Pharisees are, have g- gathered counsel and they're trying to decide what to do. Gamaliel, who Paul sat at his feet to learn the doctrines of the Jewish faith, 
Gamaliel speaks up and verse number 39, he makes this statement. He says, but if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. Gamaliel, just to give a synopsis of what he said, he said, you know, if this is of men, it's going to come to naught. But if it's of God, you can't stop it. That's what he's saying. Amen. Judges chapter number 5 and verse number 8 is the phrase that I want to, or the verse that I want to pick up on. Let's look at verse number 1. I'll read down through verse 8. That'll help us get the context. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes, I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thou wentest out of Seir, when thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped. The clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. Now look at verse 8. They chose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? Deborah said we were in a time of war. And Gamaliel said you better be careful lest you're going to war against God. I want to preach this morning on the thought when we are found to fight against God. It's a great sin. It's a bad sin for heathens to have a God of silver and gold. I'm going to tell you something's worse than that. That's somebody that is a Christian that makes silver and gold their God. They don't have a God of silver and gold, but they got silver and gold as a God. They worship that. That's what they go after. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 24, He repeats it in the book of Luke, but Matthew 6, 24, He said, No man can serve two masters. Amen. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. And this is this, ye cannot serve God and mammon. You look that mammon up, it's talking about filthy lucre. It's talking about the money that people chase after. Amen. There's a lot of people that would lay out of the house of God on Sunday if they just get a little raise for doing it. Money. Amen. There's a lot of people that leave the whole country and drive to another place and move to another place because business moved them. They don't know nothing about if there's a church there, if God's there, if God's even in it. Money has become their God. We're in that day, by the way. We're in that day. Amen. And so many, I'm talking about Christians. We've got to guard against becoming a slave to money. We've got to guard against becoming a slave to monetary things or material things. Amen. Here's, God never intended on money being the master. He intended on us being the master and money being the servant. Amen. You use money. Don't let money use you. 
material things. We use them for the glory of God. God wants us, listen, as Christians, everybody here knows that our job as a Christian is not to let money control us, but for us to control that money and control that materialism and put it to use for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. That's God's plan that we ought to do. Amen. So we look here at the hurt of Israel's situation. They chose new gods. They chose to turn from God and they chose new gods. Let's move on to look at the second thing, the horror of the situation. The hurt, then the horror. Look at verse number 8, the middle part. There then was war in the gates. Mm. Then was war in the gates. God laid on the punishment. We don't have a God in heaven that's got a baseball bat and he's just waiting around hoping for a chance to whack somebody. That's not the God we serve. He's a loving Father. Amen. Give you an illustration. Our, our, we went to hear Ben preach and one day this past week, Ben was at work and we were there at my in-law's house. Our grandchildren were over and Whitney had to go do something and, and for their, their church had something she had to do, left the, the boys there. Jordan got in trouble. Jordan's at that age when he's trying everything. And uh, he, he's, uh, uh, he's pushing the boundaries and he's trying to, uh, matter of fact, well, uh, he's just trying to be the boss and he's got to learn he ain't. And so he was, Whitney said, make him mine and we decided we, we was going to. And anyway, something that he did, and I don't remember right now off the bat, I don't remember what he did, but I told him not to do it and he did it anyway. And I said, come here. And I, and I brought him and he is laughing, thought, thought he's going to get out of it. And uh, it, doing this number, you know, uh, everything's all right between me and you, ain't it, Grandpa? And I said, Jordan, you're going to get a whoop. And I made him lean across my knee and I whacked his backside. And and when I did, and I, I didn't just do it one time, I did it a few times. And when I did, he raised up and he laughed at me in my face. And I'd been told that's what he'd been doing. My, my father-in-law said he laughed at him. I said, Jordan, don't you laugh at me, I'll whip you again. And so I whipped him again. And he raised up and he tried to laugh, but then he was crying. He broke out into crying. And, and you know what I did? I nearly broke out into crying. Amen. I pulled him up to me. I said, Jordan, Grandpa does not want to whip you. But Grandpa knows that's what's best for you. And I have to do it because that's what's best. Listen, God don't want to beat us in the head. But if we go against Him, we're going to bring judgment on ourselves. We're going to be responsible for bringing judgment. That's what happened here. The children, These were the children of Israel. God wanted them to conquer, not be conquered. And yet because they turned away from God, because they chose new gods, God brought war, but he didn't just bring war. He didn't bring war at the borders. He didn't bring war in a far distant land. He brought war to the threshold. He brought war to the gates. You see that, verse number 8? Then was war in the gates. Amen. They had committed abomination by turning away from God. God's going to send desolation in response to their abomination. That's what he does, by the way. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of their abominations. Amen. You go against God, you abominate against God, you rail against God, you get proud in your sin, mark her down, you're asking for trouble. Amen. We see the hand of justice against the hands of unrighteousness. By the way, that's exactly what the prophet Azariah said to good king Asa. Second Chronicles chapter 15. He said this to 
Asa and the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Verse 2 of chapter 15, Second Chronicles. He said, And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Amen. Amen. That's not talking about losing your salvation. It's talking about losing fellowship with God. You go against God, God's going to go against you. That's what he's saying. God will go with you if you're walking with God. But you go against God, God's going against you. That's what he's dealing with. Amen. I, I thought about this. that The idolater, that's what Israel's sin was idolatry. The idolater seeks to unseat God from his throne. And so God's going to unseat them out of his kingdom. You try to kick God off the throne? What did Satan find out when he tried to kick God off the throne? He got kicked out of heaven. Amen. You try to unseat God from his throne, God will throw you out of the church. God will throw you out of your blessings. God will throw you out of fellowship with God. Amen. You turn your ears from the truth. You know what God will do? God will turn you to fables. That's what the Bible said. Amen. I notice three things about this horror of the situation. There's the retaliation of God here. There's the what was the response of God was war. When was the response of God? Then. And where was the response of God? In their gates. Amen. I thought about that. What was the response of God? If you know anything about war, most of us don't. Thank God we don't. But there's a few men. I know Brother Hall has been in war. Brother Kuhn was was in the Vietnam War and at sea. And I, I understand that. But if you know, and they, and they know something about it. I don't know if there's anybody else here in war itself, actually in war. But if you know anything about war, war is not good. War is not beautiful. War is a desolation. War is destructive. War can come into a country that before it gets there, looks like the Garden of Eden. But when it's done, it looks like Sodom and Gomorrah. Pile. Heaps of rubbish, heaps of decay, heaps of destruction. War comes in and war is an ugly thing. War is a terrible thing. Amen. And I'm talking about, that's war with men. War with God is even more hurtful, more destructive. Amen. More terrible, more painful when somebody goes to war against God. Notice that God did not personally raise His hand against Israel. He simply allows their natural and mortal enemies to come into them and rise up against them. I I believe that's true today. Amen. I believe there are times when people go against God and God says, All right, I'll just turn your own body against you. Diabetes, heart disease, cancer. Those are natural things. I'll just let let your immune immune system go down. I'll let trouble... Mortal enemy, our mort- our own mortality, fight against us. Sometimes it does. Amen. I could say a lot of things that are in that. I'm not saying that every sickness is a is a judgment of God. I don't believe that at all. But I'm just saying sometimes God may use that. If we go to war against God, God may very well use our own body, our own mortal enemies, or He may allow some some overruling power, some offender. To come in and capture us and put us at their mercy. God has a thousand ways to defend Himself. God has a thousand ways to respond to war against man. He he doesn't have to send angels to fight for Him. He can let men do it. Or He can let devils do it. Amen. What was the response of God? It was war. How awful and terrible it is when God responds with war. 
number two or B in this, the horror of the situation, when was the response? He said, then. Then. I don't know that that means that immediately, but it looks like at least there was a time, sometime God did send the enemy against them. Now, I say this, God often responds with mercy instead of war. Amen. Very often, God responds with mercy instead of with war. God's often long-suffering rather than bringing immediate punishment. But someday, He will have had enough. There will come a then. There will come a then. You keep pushing. You keep going against God. There's coming a day when the judgment of God's going to come. In this case, God did send immediate punishment. Amen. You think about it in the Bible. God has used fire come down from heaven to destroy His enemies. God has let the earth itself open up and swallow the enemies of God. God has let the floods, the fountains of the deep open up and the floods from the, from the air, the clouds come down and destroy His enemies. God can use the elements if that's how He wants to do it. God's used angels in the past. That one angel came and slew thousands. You remember that? God's used a lot of different cases. And in this case, it looks like that the people of Israel had no way of defeating the enemy, but God fought. Deborah said, the stars from heaven fought for us. Amen. God sent great hailstones. And the Bible said there's more died from the hailstones than died from the men that were fighting against them. Amen. God can use whatever He wants to to destroy His enemy. He can do it in one fell swoop or He can do it over a period of time. But I'm just simply saying numerous ways that God responds to sin in mankind. Many of them do not take years and years. Some of them don't even take weeks and days. You remember Herod in the book of Acts? God let, the Bible said immediately, Acts chapter 12 verse 23, immediately the worms came and devoured Herod as he stood there. Proclaiming he was a God. Amen. One great preacher of the past said it this way. This is a great quote. He said, If wickedness beats the drum, destruction will begin to march. If wickedness beats the drum, destruction will begin to march. In other words, if we keep proudly and defiantly going on in sin, somewhere down the line, God's going to retaliate with punishment. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.